0: Hey, you <sniffs> uh.
1: Shanti, And it's Antoinette. And you are listening to Around, Around the, the Way, Way Curls. Curls. We are two Philly-bred best friends who strive to produce content that is authentic, unapologetic, and exalting of the magic we see in ourselves and in you.
0: Join us as we oscillate between love and light and money and dicks. Because, because duality, is duality is a thing. thing. All right. Who's working? you yeah. Okay, so we recorded... And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we recorded an Afropunk episode before we went to Afropunk in Brooklyn this August, and we sat on it because Afropunk got a little bit of uh, negative feedback, a little pushback from the people, and I just don't know how I feel about that because...
1: You ever talk about what had happened?
0: All right, I don't really know what happened because I wasn't in the mix like that. But what's her name on Instagram? Everybody knows her as Erica. Erica, woman by the name of Erica, who um, is pretty famous now.
1: Cancer survivor. Cancer survivor. Sister in Brooklyn.
0: Um, she and and she attended AfroPunk with a, a friend or a partner.
1: With her partner.
0: Is it her partner? Mm-hmm. Okay, her partner. And the partner had a shirt on that said, you know, Afropunk sold out for white consumption. It's like, oh, all right. And the thing that's really interesting, the dynamic that's interesting is that Afropunk really helped get Erica the platform that she has. I feel they posted her a lot. They sent a lot of traffic her way and they always like exalted her every chance they got. And so I thought that was an interesting choice um, to, even if that's, that is how you feel. If you have, and I'm pretty sure that she was invited to Afropunk, not, she didn't like pay to go. It's, it seemed that she was invited by Afropunk to attend and enjoy. And so I just feel like if you have a, okay. So what happened was there's different stories. She's saying that she was asked to leave the festival as a result of that shirt, her and her partner, Afropunk is saying that she was not asked to leave the festival, that she was actually in the backstage area with the artists and that they asked her to leave the backstage area with the artists. Either way, I just feel like if you have a relationship with a brand, with the company and you're an influencer and the company is doing something that you disagree with, I feel like that is cause to have a private conversation. That is very meaningful and thoughtful. And it could have been like a real opportunity for her to offer Afro Punk. I'm not, I don't know if she did that, you know, or not. She could have. Or just don't go. Like I, I just don't. It it felt kind of weird to me. And I'm not dissing Erica at all. Like she handled it the way she handled it. I probably would have handled it a little differently. Um, but I just feel like that sat with me a little funny. I think that Afropunk.
1: What has done
0: a, a, a service to black folks or is attempting to. And when anything gets popular, white folks come about. They can't tell white folks that they can't come to the festival. Like, what what do you want? What do you want? There are a lot of people that are like, they should do away with the VIP area. I, I agree with that. I think that Afropunk stands for, like, you know, equality. And if that's the case, then why are we having this kind of, like, social structure within the festival? Got it. Um... But I didn't like the way Afropunk responded. I thought that it was a PR nightmare. I thought that they apologized, but there was a whole lot of butts in there. And it was obvious from the tone that they felt slighted by her. And then they just started posting all of... it. Felt like, it felt like spam. It was like Afropunk is for social injustice. Afropunk is for black women. Afropunk is this. And I get it. I guess they didn't want to instead of speaking directly about the situation they just decided that they were going to restate what they are about but without with, but without Eventually addressing the situation head they on did address the situation. and i wish they would have just addressed it head on from the start so i'm it's really interesting cuz i'm going to afropunk in south africa um, it's coming up in a couple of days. I'm very excited about that. But it's just like, I feel a little torn now. I feel like a little, like, I'm wondering what the vibe is going to be.
1: Ain't nobody giving a fuck about that. I know, right? And people still buying Shea Moisture, bitch. Ain't nobody Shea giving Moisture a fuck Shea Moisture came about out with Afro. them men.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that men's line that commercial and the shit didn't change. They was like, oh, no, we forgot all about gonna that. Gonna white be girl.
1: okay, and it's gonna be okay. And you are giving your money to a black owned business yeah. that started grassroots and has been globally effective in highlighting yes. marginalized people, causes, and musicians. So. And if they're getting their coin along the way, they should, as le- they should, it's a. Mo- Again, we keep going back to this fucking machine. We're in a capitalist, white supremacist, patriarchal. <laughs> Jesus Christ! No, it's just a fucking machine. Like until we figure out how to reinvent this wheel, you can't knock people for making money.
0: And it bothers me though <clears throat> that when we do have an organization that is attempting to do good we tear it down. Our own people. And it's like, yo, that... I'm really... I really believe, like, that's a... The closest to you, internet. (laughs) Yeah, it's like a side conversation you could have had. That made me so sad to see, because I was like, these people are doing their thing. I don't know. That's just something that bothers me in general. Like, when I see black people just ripping other black people apart, unless it's Snoop ripping Kanye apart, then I'm fine with it. But that's it. So that's our little... Our little, uh, what, aside. Um, And so here is the episode.
1: Shanti, Antoinette,
0: how are you? Crack a lacking.
1: Out here waking up every morning. <coughs> <laughs> Just cheesing down my throat. Get some water. <laughs> it's not off to a good start.
0: All right, how are you? How was your week? What's crack a lacking?
1: My week was wonderful. It is Sunday. I had a full, busy week full of productive activities. Mm -hmm. My daughter turned eight. Hey! She's a big girl. So big that today I... (laughs) I had to do laundry really early, and we just woke up, and it was something I just needed to get out of the way, and the laundromat is about two blocks down the street from us. We just recently moved to the area that we're in, so we've only gone maybe like once or twice before. But I was like, all right, I'm going to walk to the laundromat. Jolie, stay here, watch your movie, and just relax. I'll be back. And she was like, this is like the first time we've ever done this. She was like, okay. Okay. So I go to the laundromat, it's raining, I walk to the laundromat, put the load in, probably like at 45 minutes later, I'm sitting there reading and writing, and then all of a sudden, she runs into the laundromat with a rain jacket on and boots, and her hair is all wild, and she's like, Mommy, I was worried, where were you? And she walked to the laundromat by herself.
0: That is not safe. I don't like it. It was scary. It's amazing that she could do it. It was
1: scary, but it was also like, wow, someday I've been protecting her and having her holding her hand and going places with her and like when she goes to the bathroom. I don't even really let her go to the bathroom by herself and no, restaurants ain't. or anything like that. So like for this to happen we <laughs> were both shocked. She was mad, proud of herself, and I was just kinda I didn't know how to feel. I probably beat her when she's <laughs> Right, today. you gotta tell her. Like when your ass ran out the house. So
0: like, you better not leave this house <laughs> no. like that again, little girl. You
1: don't know.
0: Any of these crazy people out here trying to get you. What's wrong with you?
1: I don't want her to be scary, but no, also she needs to, to, to
0: be... be cognizant.
1: What is the word? And listen to her shit. mother. Yeah. If
0: her mother told her to sit here and watch the movie, watch the movie.
1: I'm going to beat her.
0: <laughs> you did a very good job, but I got to kick your ass. So you understand safety. I'm protecting you. This is your first example of gaslighting she and a to to toxic therapy. relationship. Yes. <laughs> She'll be in I'm therapy. I'm beating you
1: because I love you.
0: <laughs> it's fucked up. That's it? That's your week? I mean, a lot of shit. All in, in one day?
1: day. <laughs> <laughs> but that, you know, just riding around and getting it. Sable's doing really well. People are... What?
0: Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
1: You know, just just managing all of the things. And I didn't cry once this yes. week, so won't he do it? All right. Hallelujah. Hey. <laughs> um,
0: my week was good. You didn't ask, but I'm offering it.
1: I knew you'd tell me so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, last night, I saw Black Klansman. Okay. I, I really enjoyed him. it. I really, first of all, I have to say, I was really excited to see it because of the clip with Denzel Washington Jr. Or no, it's not even his fucking name. What's so that he child's was just, name? That child he can't was. even be himself. <laughs> can't even, that's can't. what the whole clip is about too. He just wants to Denzel be. Washington Jr. Who is that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's fine I as fuck. I know exactly he, who you're talking he is about. He's
0: fine. Um, David, John David Washington, that is his name. Did you see the clip that I posted mm-hmm. on earlier? It was amazing. Where he just went in about how he was both his father and his mother's child.
1: Well, and
0: can I, that his mother was well, can I, fabulous. Can I say
1: that? Oh, oh you have to interrupt down. me? Sure, Because go you right just didn't emphasize the importance of how he came through. <laughs> okay, go ahead. The interviewer was like, as Denzel Washington's son. <laughs> and he interjected, like, and Pamela Blah. See, I don't even Pauletta. know. Her name. Pauletta. Pauletta son. And then he just went in Okay, go ahead. In now the most go.
0: amazing way. He was like, you're
1: not gonna with dismiss his, my mother. Right.
0: With his beard and his skin and his face and his wonderful just way of speaking.
1: What's that got to do with the Black Klansman?
0: I'm just, he's in it. He's the star of
1: it. Oh, is he? Yes,
0: dummy! <laughs> Girl. I I love you. <laughs>
1: You need- what are Klansmen is this
0: like a C Shanti does show. not have a TV or internet at her house she is a blogger without a TV or an internet you don't have a blog anymore so don't
1: even give me that title you, you can't keep putting it down can't be a blogger like without a blog oh alright Well, we'll be trying
0: so, I'm sorry I'm eating right now but he was amazing in it the acting was really good um, it was really good Cinematography was pretty cool. Some of the shots were pretty cool. Storyline is cool. Um, Are you gonna tell us what it's about? Or? Oh, I would assume that you would know. Anybody that I, most people do, but sure. It's about a is it based on a true story? Um, and it's about a detective in Colorado Springs, and he infiltrates the KKK. A and
1: black immediately, man? yeah, oh, you immediately
0: man. think, no, he's black. You immediately think like the Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle. <laughs> But it's not. It is um, very serious. And he has a complicated relationship with the young woman in the Black Panther Party who uh, they kind of parallel and allude to her being Angela Davis, but I feel like maybe they just added her in that. Just kind of, I don't know whether or not he really dated her or not. Um, yeah, it was really good. It was well done, it was really funny. Um, very thought provoking. Um, they did a really good job without being soapboxy about um, paralleling it to today and to that um, Agent Orange in the White House. And um, the very end, you're left kind of, you have actual footage of today and you're left kind of like well. You know, you laugh the whole movie and you, you know, he delivers the message in a way where you can really digest it. And then he hits you at the very end with the real footage of today. So, um, yeah, it was really good. Um, My date fell asleep.
1: Are you kind on of a judging date, though. You ain't yeah, but that part in though, <laughs> um, and he fell asleep. He I'm, ain't woke.
0: I'm, <laughs> um, I'm kind of judging him based <laughs> on that like you have to be ready for the revolution at all times, bro. There's no time to nap.
1: You can't be napping. You can't
0: be napping. But you know, I guess he was tired. He's been in the gym quite a bit this week, so oh. I'll give him that. It was a late movie, but
1: uh, yeah, it's not an excuse to fall asleep. I was at the gym. Yeah, it's like.
0: Mm, But he doesn't say problematic things, so he has not been ruled out just yet. We'll see. But uh, it was really good, um, and it was really interesting to watch the people in the film navigate spaces. Um, The character that is kind of... It's either her or based off of her. uh, The Asada Shakur-esque... Not Asada. uh, Angela Davis-esque character. You know, she's a leader of the Black Student Union, and they have all these safe spaces within the movie where they have meetings and um you know Kwame who used to be Stokely Carmichael before he went to Africa came back and spoke at one of these meetings yada 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 and so it was really just powerful to see them in their spaces talking their shit in their way and to see this black man infiltrate that space too so like the cop goes into the meeting undercover because he's trying to get Intel for the police department because he is a black officer and so they were like, "Okay, if you're really about this shit, then go in there. Kind of testing him too. Um, but he you can see him struggle like he believes in some of the shit that the guy's saying. He doesn't believe in some of it. so it's it's interesting to see a black man navigate that space as a both a cop and a black man. Um, and then there's white spaces with the KKK having their space where they get to live as they live, and then
1: Condoleezza Ross sounds <laughs> like a Mexican dude. <laughs> oh my god!
0: <gosh. laughs> but it got me thinking a lot about spaces. There was there's only really maybe two times in the movie where the two spaces collide, where both you know the members of the Black Student Union and the KKK are around each other. And it's always animosity and it's always like like disasters upon us because these two people are sharing the same space. So it got me thinking about space and the importance of safe space. And then I realized, Shanti, that this week is going to be an amazing week. Why? Because My favorite holiday is upon us. Afro-punk is this week. I could not be more excited. I love Afro-punk. It is something that I look forward to all year. As soon as the early bird tickets come out, I buy them. I'm ready to go. I send the group text saying, if you motherfuckers want to come, get your coins ready now. I am so ready. I've been plotting on outfits, and this year, you know, I'm really going... I need to feel like a queen this year, Mm -hmm. and so that's really the um, theme for my outfits. Uh, I cannot wait to see a lot of these acts. Shanti's digging in a bag of chips, even though I asked her to just put them in a bowl so we wouldn't hear that noise, but it's all right. Do you want this bowl to help you? Here.
1: How many years have you gone so far?
0: This is... It was only my third year.
1: I've only gone once with you.
0: Yes. We could, well, let's, we'll save that for the end. (laughs) It was a catastrophe (laughs) and we'll save that for the end. So most people know that Afropunk is a music festival that started out in Brooklyn. It's heavily geared towards um, punk, punk rock, uh, black punk rock, people that don't have a platform or didn't have a platform. Um, They were kind of on the outskirts of what, quote unquote, black music is. It was a space for them. Um, It's kind of morphed into a movement and a celebration and even a call to action. And again, it is my favorite fucking holiday of the year. Um, If you navigate their website, you'll find articles that focus on music, fashion, art, activism, business, books, books even film and TV, health, politics, race, sex, and gender. And the articles really range from think pieces to shout outs to like breaking news. And uh, they really highlight current events and current happenings. And they just launched a podcast called Soul Sessions, um, where they tackle really interesting topics, sometimes hard topics, uh, with the hope of not only discussing them, but also providing solutions for them. And so I was listening to one of their podcasts and something struck me yeah, where on the episode, what was the episode? I think it was, I think I have it pulled up. I don't remember. It was like the, yeah, Reclaiming Our Space episode on their podcast, which I highly recommend. Um, it said America was built on the backs of Black folks. Yet to this day, it refuses to acknowledge our humanity. Um, This leaves little space for Black existence. We're disparaged, left out of conversations in rooms and murdered because of our Blackness. Time and again, the society tells Black folks that there is no room for us. So we are making room to be ourselves and claiming our power. We are creating intentional spaces and taking healing into our own hands. And that really resonated with me because I just think it's super dope that there was this group of people that saw this need and they were like, okay, we're going to do something about it. And to see what it's grown into, you know, Afropunk is in Paris, South Africa, Atlanta, and it's just going to get bigger. And, um, yeah, that pretty much sums like sums up what afropunk is, why it's necessary, and what it's doing, what it's giving to us
1: all of the life.
0: All of the all of all of the life. Yeah, all of the life. So, Shani, I like what you've been to afropunk once. What were your thoughts?
1: Um <clears throat> I before I went, you know, I was like, most people, I just saw all the pictures of the beautiful people. No, you went to Afropunk twice. You went oh, to I Afro- Afropunk in Paris. We in Paris. Nina. I am sitting here like, Nina, no way. I forgot. You I fucking forgot. went to Afropunk in Paris. I fucking went to Afropunk in Paris, son. Yo, that was a lot of fun. Damn. Um, I went twice. <laughs> and before I went. Like everybody else, I was mesmerized by all the beautiful photos of black people mm-hmm. and all their different outfits and hair. Mm-hmm. Um, so in going, it felt it felt it felt really good. I enjoyed it. Like I said, I mean, I, you don't want to talk about what happened, but
0: yeah, let's save it to the <laughs> end. Let's save but, it to the end. Uh, um,
1: in Paris, Paris was just. Paris was just super dope and super overwhelming just because we were in Paris. And I missed a lot of the actual performances because we slept till five o'clock in the evening every night. Um, but the the after parties were great and it just brought, a ba- brought so many black people from around the world mm. to this one space. Yeah. And everybody um, just wanted to link up and talk. So there were lots of, New friendships that were made, folks that I still talk to now over the interwebs, mm-hmm. that live in the UK. Um, but it, I won't go so far as to say like I feel free when I go there. I mean, I don't need. That's interesting. I, cause I, 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 and to be completely honest, I feel like there's, there's been this build up of Afro punk. Maybe this is just my own shit. It's always just my own shit. But I feel like there's a pressure to like show up and be fit into that box of like you're going to put your tribal face paint on and get your hair done and like, you know, go all out with your outfit. So I do at times feel that there's a pressure for for that. But I'm excited to redeem myself from last year or a couple of years ago. Um... But I had a I had a lifetime. It was fun. I look forward to it t- again. Um, and I'm just really impressed by the the founders of it. I mean, because you have to think this were just two people, All right? Um, that was it. Two. It, it was two people. Wow. It was a a guy, Matthew Morgan, Morgan, and Jocelyn. I don't know her. A guy and a girl, and he Queen was actually Jocelyn. Like Queen Jocelyn. <laughs> <laughs> She they started it together and just like you said they they there was this need and they created a space for it and they fulfilled a need for people that probably felt like there's black folks I think what's the best about them and I, I saw a quote is that they wanted to create a space that shows that blackness is not a monolith mm. just because they're black you don't Wear baggy pants, listen yep. to hip hop and R and B, and you know, because there are so many black folks that don't. So, so to, many have different punk, identities yeah, to have this punk, yeah, to have this punk scene within it, you know, to create a space for them is just it just shows number one the beautiful variety, variety variety of blackness, but it also shows the possibilities Um when we take shit in our own hands and we create our own spaces. Yes. And I was reminded of that again, and we've been watching and you heard it here first. I think that um, I think that Curl Fest mm-hmm. is like an Shout example the curly of girl like collective. A DIY event creating the space. They've been working on this for like seven years, yeah. And I went this year, and it just was so big. 60,000, 30,000 women they drew. And motherfuckers were just raving, like raging, dancing to music, black women everywhere. Just a space for us to feel free to get dressed up, to be cute, to, to
0: be celebrated, and to compliment each, each other, other's yeah.
1: hair. Like, there, everybody was fine as fuck.
0: Well, I have never, unfortunately, never been to Crowfest, which really upsets me. Every single year, there's something going on, and I'm not able to attend. And it's most upsetting, but I have. Gone to afropunk and I feel a little differently about afropunk than you I go to afropunk and I feel so fucking free I feel so great and I don't know just walking into what that makes space you feel free I feel free because on a regular basis I don't think that I have the courage yet to really like when I want to stunt on them I'll do that for like a, a thing like I'm I, it's like all right we have i have this event or I have a wedding or I have something, but like I don't just on a daily basis like doll myself up and like just show everybody like i'm I'm like I'm a queen, or like I feel like I need to feel like a queen today, so I'm going to wear a fucking crown mm. on my head, or I need to feel like X or I'm embodying this today or this is this is how I'm feeling like it's I have to be. I think a lot of it has so much to do with my work. It comes back down to just having to fit into this corporate cookie cutter shit sometimes, Mm -hmm. which mine isn't even that cookie cutter. Like I have so much space (laughs) to like be more of myself than other places. But to be able to like put on an outfit that I would love to wear every day and then to be surrounded around like with a sea of people who range from like, you know, they might have their... African print on or this one might have their fucking mohawk and this one might have their green hair and this yeah. one's walking around without a fucking shirt on and titties hanging and flailing and flowers in her hair and she feels great and I just love it it just makes me so happy and I remember walking in there and I remember, I've, maybe it's more symbolic to me because that was the first Afropunk I went to was with you and that was right after my most recent like, debilitating breakup. And I so needed to feel, like, powerful and to feel, like, like, and feel regal and feel, like, valuable. You know, I needed to feel that. And then to walk into that space and see all these really beautiful women and men embodying that made me feel more courageous and made me feel, like, you know almost like they were part of my spine, like holding me up. like to, And it made me really humble to like look around and be like, yo, I'm a part of this tribe? Like, I'm a part of these people? And it's not just how they look. It's their being. It's like how they interact with you, how it's really just a sense of community and how people are like, oh, you want me to take a picture? Yes, bitch, you look good. To- yeah, turn your head that way. Do that. Oh, do you, you know, and then there you see people in the fucking Just dirt dancing and blowing bubbles and drinking and eating. And then you hear the amazing musicians, like, and it's just a great day to me. You're out, the sun's kissing your skin, like it just is everything. Like if I ever got married, it's everything that I would want my wedding to fucking be. Like in there, I felt really free with my body. I, like, remember I had, like, a crop top on. That was the first time I had worn, like, a crop top and been like, okay, I'm doing this. (sighs) And, like, was completely celebrated. Like, there, and I was looking around, looking at people who are bigger than me, smaller than me. You know, like, everybody was just doing their thing. And I felt like I had the license to then do my thing in that space, more so than I do on a regular basis. And... I did. I felt super free. I felt open. I felt attractive. I was proud. I was just... I love Afro... I love Afro Punk so much that I am skipping Christmas and New Year's and going to sure, Afro Punk in South Africa internet. this motherfucking she's a, year. She's
1: a stamp. Like, where <laughs> she said... People are dancing in the dirt. They the sun are. I fucking... Glistening on you. I, I was kind of like, yo, it's dirty. Where the fuck is the real grass patches? It's hot <laughs> as shit. I'm hot. The sun is beating down on me. No, it's not glistening. I was living. I was, like, I was
0: getting my entire life out there. Like, oh, well, the sun's kissing our skin. Like we can activate our crystals. Like no, I've been to other she festivals. She said we
1: can activate we our can crystals. We can activate our crystals what in the this f- bitch?
0: <laughs> No, but I'm serious. Like... No, I've been to other festivals, and I don't like them. It's a different vibe. Like, I went to, it was super white. Where was it? It was in Queens. What was it called? I don't remember, but, like, that was not the vibe. It was, like, concrete. I didn't feel in touch with the earth at all. It was, like, just white people who are not saying excuse me, which in Afropunk, you know. People say, "Excuse me, that's the best feeling in the world. Like that seems so small, but I remember last year going and being irrationally angry because there are definitely white people that attend Afropunk and they are more than welcome, but for the most part, they're very clear that they are a guest. Like you are a guest here. Act accordingly. And this one girl just was not. And like every stage I went to, she was like somewhere near me and was like stepping on my feet. I had my feet out and it was stressing me out. And finally, I like screamed at her and was like, You are a fucking guest here. Act accordingly. Say excuse me. And I remember my roommate kind of looking at me like, Oh, she's crazy. But I really felt that way like, Yo, this is a space for us. You can't own everything. Y'all, like, y'all own everything outside this motherfucking park. Let us live in here. And you have, when you go into spaces, you have to act accordingly. And that means to say, Excuse me. Cause that's what black people do <laughs> or they get their asses feet. So Stop I, it's sneakers. not. A f- I don't think it's a festival thing. I really think that it's. It that is. It's definitely.
1: I know, but it definitely. No, it's not. You can't tell me. Well, it's you can tell me space. my experience. I'm talking about mine. I, I you're just
0: a monster. And I know. You,
1: I should we even tell it.
0: people what you did the first Afro <laughs> Punk so they can understand why can you're we not? Tell people convinced what you
1: did the first, the second day of Afro am <laughs> <Punk? laughs> Sure, but by the way. There is what get I'm it, saying. It's I important
0: it. to have spaces that are dedicated to Black and yes. Brown people. And as the owner of Sable, I would think that I you would understand that I can
1: say that don't, I don't. Ne- I don't necessarily like all the dirt and the sun beating down. <laughs> I wish there were more grass. It's not as grassy, it's a little bit dusty, so I can have my preferences. I get it, it's a big thing, but then I just have my personal, like, it's hot as fuck and it's dusty, and it's I want to sit down, and I can't. Well,
0: we <laughs> fucked up the first year, I've got that covered. You just bring your blanket and you sit your ass down.
1: Listen, we're going I've to do I've learned, better. I already, I there bought a blanket you specifically for You are the queen of Afropunk, show me. <laughs> <laughs> How to get free or die trying? I want
0: you to get free or die trying, Afro punk. But go I really want to. You should. I think that you should. Ah, and I think. Yes. And I will support ah. you in that. If you want to, I will support you. And Top I will. Down. I think that you, I can paint your shit like homie who painted I Beyonce's face in Lemonade. Pre- I'll Yo, do it for isn't you. the
1: interpretation. Of that? Do you? Yeah. you know? <laughs> <laughs> you got Joe John on your titties?
0: <laughs> no. No, but seriously, I, all this to say, I think that we should really talk about the importance. And Sable, too. It doesn't have to be Afropunk. I'm just using Afropunk Sadly. as... Yeah, as a as an example. But there, there is something to be said about having... I was just talking to my friend at work about this. I felt so badly for him. Quick story, like... There's two people in my department who are, who are people of color. Well, re- two and we'll and a half, say two. He, no, half. no, I'm thinking about somebody else, but he <laughs> very securely rests in his being ambiguous. He doesn't really... It's interesting. So um, this guy was called into a meeting just to be the black guy in the room. It had nothing to do with what was being discussed, and when he tried to add his two cents, he was t- like told to hush. He was brought into the room because a white um, VP was accusing another organization of being racist. They're not racist. He just wants to push his agenda. And, um, in order to do that, he decided to say that they were racist and he asked my coworker to come into the space so that these people would feel uncomfortable and not want to bring up their race card because there's a black guy in the room or to kind of talk around it and just kind of go with what RVP was saying, which was really fucked up. He was so upset. He had like tears in his eyes. He left the meeting early and he also lives in a space where, that is not really occupied by black folks. He's been really unhappy. He moved here from the Midwest, which is so interesting. And he was more comfortable there than in New York of the cities. Mm. And so I was talking to him and I was telling him, like, you're surrounded, like, this place, this whole setting. Like, we are doing good work, but you have to have time to just be and it seems like you don't have time to just be your whole self ever. And he was like, that is exactly how I feel. So I was trying to convince him, like, Brooklyn is the place for you to be. You need to get the fuck out of Inwood because the rent is cheap. Like, you pay for, you know, your comfort and your peace of mind as well. And Brooklyn is a space. It's being gentrified now. But it is still a space where black, young black, black professionals are thriving And there are spaces specifically dedicated for us. And so we were just talking about the importance of having those spaces, of occupying those spaces, and, like, why we really need them. Why, like, it's actually, for me, it's a, like, my it's like a soul thing. Like, I need it to feel rejuvenated and replenished and ready to face the everyday world. Like, I need to be able to sit back and just, like, be my whole self and that's the best way i know how to describe it so i wanted to talk about one the importance of cre- having these spaces and two how to create these spaces when they are not readily available to you shanti
1: how to create these spaces when not readily? you just gotta i mean well I first you know on-
0: the, the importance but yeah speak i mean you created a space like that. Sable is much more than a store. For sure. You know, Um, it's like wellness
1: space. I think, I think with my experience, with my experience, doing it, um, with other, with other people, always make, well, first you got to figure out what the need is, right? Mm -hmm. So you have to be really specific about what the need is, um, for Afropunk, it was a space for black people that didn't identify with just, you know, the culture of R&B and hip hop. Um, for Sable, I always um, go back to a Toni Morrison quote, which I am not going to remember uh, verbatim. But she basically says, if there's a story out there that you want to read that's never You've never read it before. You have to be the one to create it. it. You have to be the one to write it. So I just knew and I envisioned and I could see there were so many like black creatives, black makers, black authors, um, specifically black women that had this online presence with their wares and that had a lot of excitement around it. And I was like, yo, we need to just put this in one space. So, I mean, as with anything... You know you have to you have to have the will behind it to to manifest something, um, and I think what's so incredible about Afro punk, about the Sable collective, about um, Curl Fest, about what are some other? Do I, I mean,
0: Duwafe, Duwafe,
1: Jesus Christ, Um
0: Essence Fest, Essence Fest is the shit
1: is that these, just their they're do-it-yourself is just people having an idea and finding their tribe and then it just attracting more people that wouldn't have necessarily felt like there was a space for them. So for women that have natural hair, you know, bringing them all together for Curl Fest, for Duafe, which is a natural hair salon um, that's been around for about 20 years, all of these spaces you just you just gotta follow follow shit through and know that there's a need and know that there are other people out there that need it and want it their damn selves and then you're gonna you're just gonna be strengthened and also really really affirmed for yourself at least in my experience that these spaces are needed and they slowly morph as you can see with afropunk into into bigger and even better things but First things first, you gotta do.
0: Well, what?
1: Like, it depends on what you're saying. I don't, I, it depends on what space people are trying to create. If you have a group of women, let's talk about women. If you have in your workspace or people in your workspace that are feeling marginalized or feeling unheard or feeling like they can't get free, you can do something as simple as yo. Every Friday, why don't we just meet at our house, Mm -hmm. have some food, and kind of like troubleshoot or fuck talking about work. Let's just have fun. Let's just Mm -hmm. get together. Um, Sister circles are super important, like creating spaces. If you know somebody that does yoga and they love doing yoga, create that space in your home and invite three of your girlfriends who are going to invite four, who are going to invite five. Like girl trek I believe is just a space about women getting black women to move mm. walk. This is a huge thing now. They now have a, um a retreat now in like Colorado where it's just black women practicing wellness. So you just got to you got to you got to have the idea and it's always important to to make it a collective. You have to include another pe- other people in on it and let it let it morph. That's what so,
0: I'm yeah. So, what are, so then I guess, what are some of the things that give you peace? Like, cause now I feel like you have sable, so you're cultivating it. And you're, I know that you've said to me, like, you're so happy to be working with people of color and to not be serving. But when you were serving, how did you? What spaces did you, like, what did you do in order to have some peace or in order to have a safe space, quote unquote, to use like a well,
1: that, that whack I word. didn't have one, to be completely honest. And when you say serving, I was working in like high-end mm-hmm. um, restaurant industry in Philadelphia serving majority black customers. I mean, excuse me, majority Wh- white, white customers. customers. Sorry. Um, yeah, and to be serving, like right. you're in a subservient position. Right. Oh God! no, I I I didn't have spaces that I could that I knew of, not that they weren't there, hmm. but I don't think I knew of like black yoga spaces or um, like sister circles. I had my girls, I had you guys mm-hmm. but aside from that, I had, of course, around the way curls has always been and mm-hmm. will continue to be a space where you, I can find um, like minds and a little. A That's sense interesting. Of I feel like
0: you created it then, too.
1: Yeah, we did. Right. Like, Shit. I feel like
0: there wasn't like we were both serving. I was not only served. I wasn't as high end and white world as you, but I think we both needed that. And so we were like, yo, what's something we can do? and it felt like a community. It was cool like we still have people that we talk to. Yeah. yeah, it felt like something not just online but something much more tangible than that. And it was so necessary for for me. Like I don't know. I guess I'm I'm curious to know like what these spaces give you like you specifically. Like I talked about feeling free and feeling just having that kind of confidence instilled in me. And that feeling like a sense of pride and support. But I'm curious to know like, I, what they do for I you. I was
1: thinking about it today. And when you say they, I can only What say, those spaces like, do. Like, Afro. are you we talk about Afro. Right. It doesn't Afro have to be because I, I love the music, but it'd be hot as fucking dust. So. <laughs> <You're laughs> a... and, like so and I don't like dressing up. And I don't like dressing up. You don't up have all to time. dress up. I I'm look at it as like a piece. costume
0: party. Like, know, it's just time I don't to have fun.
1: No, like i i i get i'm like i don't know about this but i am i'm going to tap into um shaolin cuz that's my alter ego but anyway that's another story um i can just speak about sable i i feel like when you when you talk about creating these spaces i don't think it's wise and i don't think you're going to get the um the reciprocation that you need if you're going into these spaces hoping to get something so when i created sable mm-hmm. and when i'm what i'm finding with sable where i'm finding what my purpose is and what makes me really happy is providing and creating quality service for people of color specifically women i think there's a need in that Often in retail, often in customer service based industry um, dominated by white people, black people are overlooked. You look at the nail salons where like Asian Americans or Asian folks that own these businesses don't really value and don't really offer customer service to their black clientele. You look at over and over again, all these big name brand Clothing companies, how many times do we have to hear, you know, something comes out, Tommy Hilfiger, I don't want black people wearing my shit, like, there's not a real appreciation and love for the black customer, and I think it's super important to create an experience, um, whether it be, because I also help manage Duafe, the natural hair salon, where you walk in and you're seen and you're valued, and you're given the utmost customer service, and I, I think that's lacking in our community, so by me trying to figure out how to give and our that, dollars
0: should only go to those kind of places that make us feel like
1: that right, right, but it's so it's like I don't think a lot of black folks even know what that's like
0: right, right, which is why. I think Afropunk, Sable and all these spaces are so like what is your favorite space to occupy outside of Sable where you're not running it that makes you feel what I'm try- It's
1: not it's not necessarily um well it's not any place that is like a, a mainstream place it doesn't it's have just to be. going over a friend's house and they invite me over for food and we just make food together and you just talk and as I've had a lot of situations where Um, women that I'm not yet close with but have been creating space for our relationship to deepen Mm -hmm. and it's like hey I'm inviting this this that this person and we're going to you know cook food or I was invited to a a sister's house she was making a broom a wedding broom that she's going to jump over and she just had a collective of a bunch of women that she was close with and I was invited um, because I'm close with her friends and we just made a broom together and just talk shit. And like we're together doing something creative. That was so satisfying and fulfilling and almost foreign mm. to my experience in, in building relationships and building community. So for me, it's just... And it's, I think it's just a, a, a micro shot of what Afropunk is doing is creating community. People come together. And they feel welcomed, and they feel accepted, and friendships are made. And I think that that is at the heart of of all of these um, larger, quote-unquote, safe spaces. Yeah.
0: But I also... That's a great point. And I, I think that when we do find these spaces, or when someone provides this for us, we have to help cultivate them. Of course. And I think it's I think it's always interesting because I talk to people a lot about um buying black. And I hear them like, I can just get that on Amazon. Or I could just and I'm just like, yes you can. But you can also get it from this place. And you can also like when we stop by in Brooklyn, we stop by Peace and Riot. And then we met a bunch of people that we would have never met had we got it on Amazon. I know. And we had conversations with right. Like we shared space with them and had conversations. And through that I researched a photographer whose work I'm gonna buy. Like it's just it's important that when people try to give us what we're not getting, that we Put our dollars where they, like, exactly. where they matter because so often I, I hear people complaining like, well, you know, they own everything or the white man is or, you know, we, you know, they make it. So, and then you have black people doing amazing things and their fucking businesses are closing because people would rather go to Nike or people would rather go to like, and I'm not knocking those things, but there's space to do both. And, like, if there's a black cafe in your area, go there.
1: Especially, well, that's especially for those that are craving that kind Mm -hmm. of community. That's what the crux of all of this is community. And I didn't really know what community was. I didn't really know what that means.
0: See, I had that within Philadelphia Freedom School. And I've been searching for it ever since I left Philly. I've been searching for that space. And I'm still searching for it. I only get it on a weekend. But you have to realize I had that Four or five times a week with Freedom School, where I was surrounded by like minded people. I had community, I had friends, and it was a space where I felt like I could really be. Yeah. And it felt like a home away from home of sorts. Mm-hmm. It, I felt more comfortable there because my home at that point, my, my parents were separating, that felt more like a home than my actual home. And so it within. Being in New York, I'm looking for like that kind of organization or that kind of thing that gives me that makes me gives me more meaning and makes me what? feel comfortable. It makes me feel like
1: how can you or how do you think that you can create?
0: That's what I'm saying. Like,
1: would it be a sister circle? Would you invite some? No, girls you know what? I, I was
0: doing it for a while, and, and that's that's a great segue because I wanted to us to also talk about when you don't have the means to. Or you don't have the means or desire to create your own business, for instance, or do or your own center or your own this. Like there are little things that you can do. So like for a while until work got a little bit crazy, I was having like spades nights Mm -hmm. at my house, like once every week, where just a bunch of people would come over. I bought a card table and we would just play spades all night and talk shit. And Mm -hmm. Martin would be on and we would just eat. And play spades, and it was f- so much fun. Um, so I don't; it doesn't always have to be on that scale of things. But now I, I think it, I'm, yeah. Even on my dates, I'm like, hey, you want to go to this black-owned boxing gym? Hey, you want to go to this cafe that's down the street from my house? And there's a really for people who are in Brooklyn, there's a really really dope Instagram called um, Black Owned Brooklyn. And shout out to Glenn. I went to college with him and he's created this amazing um, IG where he just highlights all of the black businesses within Brooklyn and interviews them. And I just have been bookmarking all of them and have just been going and exploring. And it's a way for me to get to know my community. I'm meeting like really interesting, cool people and finding that like all of the little things that I want to buy are like I can get them yes, <laughs> from people that look like me and that money can go back into my community to their kids to their you know like I feel I feel better about the purchase like I feel more intentional it was so interesting because what's old girl the girl that you love she was at so um, the Latino uh, festival what's her name Princess Nokia oh yes when she was online, she was talking about, she was like, "Yeah, I could buy this rose water. She's making rose water. She was like, I could buy this rose water and they could bottle it up, but they cannot bottle up the intentions that I set while making it." And I thought to myself, "Bitch, if that ain't the real shit, cuz it's so true." And I was I feel so much more intentional with that. And I feel intentional going to Afropunk and and you know, and I feel like I, don't, I just don't know how to describe it. It makes me feel good to see folks thrive that yes. look like me. Yeah, Don't always, you know, we yes. are, we, ain't, we. don't hear about them thriving that yes. much. And to know, like, I have something to do with that and that they're going to have something to do with me. You know, like, I got them, they got me. So we. That's right.
1: what I love that. That's what I feel. Yeah. That's what I feel. With Sable, with that, you got me, I got you. People yeah. come in. I... So many of the events, so many of the, the. the What events do you do? We have a yoga event, we have tarot, we have a single mother support group event. I want to have a meditation event where somebody comes in and just teaches us to sit the fuck down and shut up and be <laughs> quiet. Like, I could do but that. But there's so many. Shut up, <laughs> <out>, y'all. <yeah, laughs> shut up. <out. laughs> Stop those thoughts in your mind. Just breathe. <laughs> Just breathe. Breathe. breathe on it. Come <laughs> on, chill the fuck out, yo. Chill. Light chicks. Stop thinking up. about that nigga. <laughs> Just go
0: to phone. You be alright. <laughs> Meditation. Boys, some am with oil on it. It's alright, yo. we going to be alright. <laughs> I said, shut
1: the fuck up. Stop thinking.
0: The meditation. meditation
1: not <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> but the thing is, is people by coming into Sable will be like, oh, I offer yoga. And I'm like, word, yes. let's meet. Can you do this on Monday? Mm. Sure. We're going to start this on Monday. And they bring in a whole new wave of women mm. to the space that are like, oh, they sell know, this here. Oh. They sell this here. But also I make earrings. Can right. I bring my earrings in here? Oh, OK. And it's like, Single moms that are part of the network, corporate women, mm-hmm. elders, young little fifteen-year-old girls run out. They're not fifteen. They're like twenty-year-old girls <laughs> run out the space the, for fifteen-year-old the,
0: the, the event that made me so happy at Sable, I was there. I don't even know why I was there with you that day. Maybe I was just visiting. But Shanti had an event for for young people. Like it was like a career.
1: How to how to interview how to how to interview and these
0: (laughs) kids had to come dressed in their interview clothes. They had like resume writing workshops, and then they got to leave with garments for their interviews. And I was just like, "This is God's work." I was just so happy (laughs) to be in that space and to like. I don't even think that you realize like how necessary it is. And like these young people, I have no idea how I lucky didn't they facilitate are. That. Right, I I know, Somebody but else, you I
1: offer the space. Right, but if you offer the space, folks will come, and some magical shit's gonna right. happen. So I got you. You got me. One Fouls. of us got it all. So yeah, you know,
0: it. it doesn't have to be a business. Have some people over at your house. Uh, we have a friend in Philly who. Um, is a singer. He no longer, like, sings Hakim, as a... Hakeem, say cool. his name. Oh, dude, I didn't know if oh, it was Oh, Hakeem's cool. going
1: to be on this show soon. Talk okay. about this shit. We're going to be quiet the so whole Hakim time.
0: So <laughs> Hakeem is a, f- a fabulous guy who's a singer, and he doesn't sing professionally anymore, but he still needs to fill his soul, which I completely can relate activist. to. Yeah. I can completely relate to, mm-hmm. you know, wanting a gig every now and then so you can fill that part of yourself and he hosts these like soul sessions at his house where he has like a fucking local artists yeah come. local artists come and jam and vibe out and like that is so that is such that's so just so dope it's such soul food that like i'm i was so impressed when i saw that um, single mother collectives that Shanti has spoken about. Because you
1: know you're going to need child care. Child care comes out of it. You meet, your, you meet your little sister wives where you got each other's back. Exactly. I have so many sister wives that...
0: It's amazing.
1: That have, you know, that we hold each other down.
0: And something else that I have really um, been dedicating myself to is making sure that my home feels like this is reflective of me and making sure that my home feels like a space where I can be free and where I can, you know, and that doesn't mean you go buy some sage. Like, if you don't fucking like the way sage smells, don't buy no sage. Like, if you want, you know, to put your Jordans up on the wall and... Jordans? Like, people will display their sneakers. And if that's what makes you feel good, do it. But, like... You know, your home is different from mine, but you have these beautiful like um, affirmations everywhere. I'm really into my plants right now. I'm like buying terracotta pots and I've got all these all these different types of paint and I'm painting them and just making sure that my space feels like that. My space is reflective of who I am and that it makes me feel free and that it makes me feel valuable that I feel good yes. when I come into my home It's very important. That that's that I don't have to wait for one weekend a year to feel free. I can have Afro punk all, all year long without the dust, long. Heat
1: or d- <laughs>
0: <laughs> You can stop talking about this dust. Afro- Punk is or, not dusty listen people i'm telling internet, you they be free and they be dancing but
1: naked they're gonna come with their <laughs> fresh white sneakers and be mad don't come
0: with your fresh whiteys. don't do that you gotta be ready it's dusty it's it's a little dusty but it's fun. It's, it's fun it's fun it's fun it's like the black person's what, what's that thing that they do in the desert Is so like the running man retreat um fireman no no what's it uh, called Running
1: man, <laughs> is a running it's fireman.
0: It's not fireman. Man of fire. It's some um, ring of fire. What is it called? The something man.
1: Hot. white man, she I could look it up. the white man in her fucking house. Listen, I'm trying to get free. I'm trying to, to, to get away from it. <laughs> um, Come on, I know what this is called. It's making me mad. Anyway,
0: running man. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Anyway, so that's our that's our spiel when like. This was really about supposed to be about Afropunk. I had no idea that Shanti did not fuck with Afropunk as hard as I do. I'm really shocked by it, but I'm I'm really pleasantly surprised at the turn that it took. Internet, the I to- importance- Burning Man, Burning Man. Crazy. I was closer than you.
1: A fireman, that's close. It's oh, burning, burning and fire,
0: <laughs> Burning Man.
1: Oh, Black is. Fun. But this is what really happened last year, a couple years ago. Internet, <laughs> first of all. I hadn't. I haven't been out in a long time. You hadn't. I had not been out in a long time, and so you know, I was itching to be out. I was itching away to be the duties of motherhood. So she takes me to Spike Lee's.
0: That was fun to the Michael Jackson Ma- Michael Block
1: party. party, which and is they're the same, handing it's, out.
0: It's, it's it's the same weekend this year too. If you want to go, but I don't think it's safe for you.
1: Handing out those goddamn uh, nut, firecrackers. Nutcracker.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I bet you it felt if like you're a fire. If you
1: New York, and you know these little hug juices. Of, they sell
0: them in Philly. They don't call them the same thing. What they call them here?
1: They just taste like juice, but it's nothing but pure licka, alcohol. Liquor, liquor, liquor. I licka, had licka. like five. Of
0: they them. was fancy that year. Remember, they was infusing them. They had fruit and everything all in them. I was. We no, were fucked up, and it was no, really. Hot. I was that like,
1: first day. We there's two days of effort. All right, you
0: were really so Shanti was so my friend Jade Jade of all Jades who works for Spike. We're in like the VIP section, like their little tent, and he's just giving them out. Like, of course, he's like Brooklyn to the end, so he's like, "No, we're not gonna have bottles. We're gonna have nutcrackers." So we're fucking these nutcrackers up, and I'm noticing that Shanti's like. A little, but like we're both tipsy and you know, we planned on having a good weekend. So it was really hot that day. Do you remember how hot it was? I don't remember much. It was hot as fuck. So finally, I'm like, okay, let's go to Afropunk. I don't want to miss the whole thing. Let's go to. So we're in a cab and we're like, all right, we're going. And I'm noticing that Shanti's like a little more giggly than normal. And I'm like, okay, she's fine. And we get out and we're waiting in line for Afropunk. And Shanti all of a sudden is like convinced that she's attracted to this woman. Oh. And I'm like, "You? Why? You can be attracted to her, like that's fine, but I don't think that you I really are." I, I... Shanti is only <laughs> attracted to women when she is inebriated. Well,
1: that might say and something. And this
0: lady was like, mm. "I might be like, that. <laughs> <laughs> listen, if that's the case, and we are getting married because I'm done out here. <laughs> we could just go and find our men, have them on the side, and we could just raise Jojo together and be happy. No, but this lady was like really feeling shanti. So and I was, she was like, feeling me? Yeah, you saw the picture. Y'all took the picture. It was off. <laughs> <laughs> the this pictures. <laughs> I forgot about it. You the, forgot about the picture. I do not want to
1: tell this story
0: anymore. <laughs> so Shanti is sitting in the line like. On one. And I am... I'm noticing it, so I'm like, okay, sober up, Antoinette, because she's tripping. And I had in my bag an entire, like, water bottle, plastic water bottle full of Jameson. Full. And so I'm like, okay we don't need to drink. I'm like drinking a little bit of it and then I'm like, okay, don't drink anymore because I have to cock block. Like, I'm a professional cock blocker. I'm really good at it. And so the girl was kind of hating on me a little bit because she was like pissed off. And I was like come here Shanti. And she, I think that she thought that like we were maybe exes or something. Like she couldn't figure out what we were and why I was hating so bad because you were giving her so much energy. And I was like if we were together, this is disrespectful. And fuck. So finally I get Shanti away from her. We're in the venue. And she's fucked up. We run into my ex. Shanti gives my ex the crazy... Like, he goes up to her like a crazy... Mind you, we had just broken up like two months ago. And Nigga, it was like, a horrible, me horrible smiling. breakup. He's like, broke my heart and shattered it. And Shanti sees him and she gives him like the craziest mean mug and like points up at him with her head cocked to the side, like... <laughs> fuck out of here and like walks away from him and i am dying cracking up then i'm standing there awkwardly with him she's walked off and she's screaming my name because she's drunk and she's like "Antonette, come on fuck no fuck it. come on meanwhile this is the first time i've seen him and i'm just like you oh listened my to god me, okay. little did you know i had i had actually linked up with him like a month before that and so it was like very awkward and she didn't know and I was like oh my god so I ran away we see some shows I'm sad at this point she's ignoring me because I'm sad and then she starts buying all these records <laughs> <laughs> she's spending like hundreds of dollars oh on
1: vinyl <laughs> records and, and I guess finished. who they were guess who <laughs> I they, they were was
0: what Yo,
1: yo! I am a trendsetter. <laughs> I know it's good. But so wait, say the what is it? It's black market yeah, vintage. black who's market vintage.
0: Who's who I later up.
1: collaborated with, and we went back to that story. Like, yo, we remember but you. But they were they thought that I was
0: mean because I was yelling at her, and I was like, I know that she did not have hundreds of dollars to just be spending on these vinyl records, and I was like, you don't even have a record player. Like, what the fuck are you doing? And she's like. When Shanti gets drunk, she says mean shit. She was like, "Fuck out of here!" Like that was her favorite thing to say to me that day was "Fuck out of here." So I was like, "All right, you do your thing. You be mad in the morning." So we go, and we're, I'm all I kept saying was, "I want to see Kate Trinata. I want to see it Kate It was Trinata. Flying Lotus. No, it wasn't. Mm-hmm. No, it was, it was not. Lotus. I don't even like them, so I don't want to see them.
1: It's one person. But so okay. go ahead. <laughs> I'm sorry. <Go> ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Is it a group? No.
0: It's all right, well, perfect. I don't like it. So I'm watching, so we're waiting, and I got, like, this perfect spot, and Shanti's like, I gotta pee. Save the spot. And I was like, mm, I'll walk with you, and you were, she was like, no, stay here and save oh the God. spot. I was like, all right. 20 minutes pass. I'm like, okay, so maybe the line is long. 30 minutes pass, 40 minutes pass, and now I'm like, okay, let me call her. And then I realized this bitch gave me her phone. I have her phone, her keys, and her wallet, in my bag. So, my story. drunk friend is in another state <laughs> without phone, keys, or wallet. I run into Hakeem, who we were just talking about. I'm screaming at him. I'm cursing Shanti out. <laughs> like, I have no idea where she is. I'm like, this fucking girl doesn't listen. She can, anything could happen to her. Like, at this point, I'm sober as fuck. Finally, I get a call. Random number. Can hardly hear. And I just hear, Internet! <laughs> Internet and I'm like, where are you? And if you've been to Afro Punk, it's big as fuck, crowded as fuck. And at this point, it's getting dark. So I really it is dark. dark. (laughs) I can't find her. And she's like, I'm I'm on the side of the stage. And I'm like, what stage? There's like four three stages. Boom, she hangs up. And she keeps hanging up on me. Like she keeps calling me and saying like one word about where she is and then hanging the fuck up. And I'm getting furious this is like maybe an hour and a half has passed I'm so desperate at this point I reach out to my ex to say I'm so sorry if you see Shanti can you please just let me know she's a little bit drunk and I can't find her then she calls me back and she's like Antoinette where are you and she's like obviously having the time of her (laughs) fucking life where the rest of my evening is ruined and then she, I finally hear I it's so hard to hear her and I finally hear I'm in VIP <laughs> I was like how the fuck are you in VIP <laughs> we were cheap we did not have VIP bracelets so then I go and finally I see her and I try to go get her and I'm stopped by security <laughs> and they're like nah you can't come back here. I was like that is my drunk friend. I need to get her, and he was like, "You are not VIP." Meanwhile, I see Shanti living it the fuck up, watching the show, having a great time. It's like two hours later, oh and my I God. am That's so terrible. Mad. Internet, I'm
1: very sorry. Let the story <laughs> die now. It's over. Nobody wants to hear this. One. No.
0: <laughs> Then I go get this bitch, and I start yelling at her about the importance of staying together, how reckless she had just been, and she's like, I don't fucking need you. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, fuck out of here. You ain't my mom. I'm grown. I'm somebody's mom. I don't need you, and she's like screaming at me. We're screaming at each other in the middle of Afrofunk. And so then she's like, I'm thirsty. And she, she takes my oh no. water bottle oh no. that's full of Jameson and starts drinking. And I slapped it on her hand and started pouring it on the ground. And she's like, the fuck would you do that for? And I was like, you don't need anything else. And she kept saying, I'm thirsty. I was like, that's liquor. And she's like, who the fuck fuck Put liquor in a water bottle. And we were just screaming at each other. Mind you, all these beautiful black free people around us (laughs) staring at us like, yo, these two, though the two girls right there. They they must be mixed. (laughs) (laughs) They fighting, they arguing and I was just like I'm ready to go. By this time, it, literally by this time, it was like the last act was on. You had been missing for so <laughs> long, and I was so stressed out. Like, and then sad because you saw it right. Bad. And then I was sad and too because so a very feel, bad ending. So, right. And so then the, we go back to my house, and she goes. She 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 goes. I'll never forget this. She goes and she goes. I need a makeup wipe. I give her a makeup wipe. She's wiping off her face. She's like in her bra and panties. And she's just like rubbing her eyeballs, like just getting this this eyeliner and mascara off without a care in the world. And almost none of it is off. It's just (laughs) smeared all over her fucking face. She gets in my bed with my white ass sheets and comforter and just goes the fuck to sleep. And there is, I'll never forget in the morning, there was just like mascara and eyeliner all over my pillowcase and shit. And I remember just being like, never. Okay,
1: so that leads us to day two of everything. <laughs> that was just day <laughs> that one. That was day one. Day two, I'm very remorseful. I'm like, I'm not drinking. The first thing
0: she did was wake up and grab me and say, I'm so sorry.
1: <laughs> I was very remorseful, very guilty, very ashamed, ashamed of myself. So I'm like, yo, I'm sober. I'm not getting into anything at all. So we dress again. Antoinette and I go to Afropunk. We meet up with Jade. Mm-hmm. And Jade is doing like a meet and greet with all of these.
0: It wasn't Jade. It was Jade. It wasn't Jade. Jade was hanging out with Fury and Crystal. Okay. All the right. Reed. The Reed was doing a meet and greet. And they were like, yo, do you want a margarita? And I was like, yeah. They were like, it's frozen. I was like, great. And they kept calling it a margarita. And I was like, they smoke a lot. So I thought it was funny.
1: She knew. Anyway. I knew that it it was was something in there, but I wasn't ready. It was THC marijuana infused alcohol (laughs) for somebody that doesn't drink, barely drinks and barely smoke. No, I, at
0: that point, never smoked.
1: So no you, okay. So Antoinette, I was oblivious to all this. You had walked on. off. I walked I, apparently I just keep walking off. <laughs> so I walked off and I see Antoinette. When I come back, Antoinette's drinking, I'm thoroughly traumatized by anything that looks like a hug. But she's <laughs> drinking this hug juice. And Jay is like, yo, you need to chill. You need to chill with <laughs> that. You was. need to chill. That's that's strong. Antoinette finishes the whole thing. And then I didn't really, it didn't really hit me that it was a THC infused margarita. Me neither. And and then we start walking around, taking pictures, pictures, and then Antoinette starts geeking, (laughs) like shy. We got those pictures too. All of a sudden gets really like shy and bashful, like (laughs) uncontrollable laughter. And I'm like, oh, she's feeling it a little bit. She's feeling a little bit. So we're walking, we go get something to eat. We eat the food, and then it hits her. We're sitting on the side of a food truck. Internet's finished her taco, and then she's like, a deer in headlights, like, everything is slow, guys. Like, I don't know. I don't know. i dying. I don't know what's going on. I kept saying my
0: heart's not beating. My (laughs) heart...
1: She's high as fuck. (laughs) Like, Like, edible high where your body's slow. She's like, I don't know what time it is it feels like time is going by so slow yeah. and I'm like internet it's just been one second. You just said that like two seconds ago. So she's hella heavy, hella nervous, getting Y'all paranoid. Have took me and out then of here. we see every,
0: every ex I've ever had in my life. Every
1: ex. Everyone. And I'm like trying to block her from talking to him, and I'm like trying to give her a heads up. She's meanwhile has they to sat, sit no, down. No, they
0: sat me down by a trash can. She has to, to sit And I look up, down. and Spike Lee is next to me, and I remember being like shanti i'm fucked up like, like I, shanti, I keep shanti, seeing
1: heart. spike lee
0: and she was like that's him and i was like what is he right there and she was like yeah and then i was like okay that's fine don't let him see me so shanti's sitting next to me and she's talking to me she's like so how does this feel i know you like to be in control how does it feel to not be in control right now you just have to give in to it and she was, she was so patient with me. Thank God. She was like, I was like about to cry, kept saying like, I can't breathe. And it's way too much stimulation, way too much. So then this girl that I was like, kind of, I don't know, kind of seeing about was like, oh, yo, see, <laughs> I won't, I won't put her up. So she was like, yo, let's go watch the internet. Did you forget this part? And she fucking was like, I'm going to go put a blanket down and I'll come get you since you're fucked up. Cool. So me and Shanti ended up walking off to see somebody. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. I had to go to
1: the bathroom. Okay.
0: She walked off. And then my girlfriend, Jade, walked off because she wanted to see somebody. So I was alone next to this trash can and another ex comes up to me. And is like, yo, how are you? And I was like, uh, just like an idiot. Old girl comes back, she takes us to the blanket. We sit on the blanket, and then I hear Antoinette and I turn around, and it is my most recent exes. The
1: same nigga that I was like,
0: (laughs) from the day before, my blanket is literally touching his blanket (laughs) with all his friends. I'm like, we are out here with thousands of people, and this is the one spot that you found. You really put this blanket next to his blanket? (laughs) And I was like, then we fucking saw the other boy who picked you up and spun you around all hype and didn't even speak ex. to me. The other ex. <laughs> I, was, I was dying. I was dying and I was high for like two days. Oh, and she was high night.
1: for two days. I was at
0: work like, yo, I can't function right now. I, I never want to feel like that again, ever again in my life. So that is a lesson to not do drugs.
1: Or drink. Eh? Or
0: drink. Or don't do anything. Just go to AfroPunk and get free. Get high off of the just get high it off of life. Fumes. You don't have to act up. So we say all this to say that we're gonna try again this year. And if we fuck up this year, then we just know that we can't go to music festivals together or travel <laughs> together or really function outside <laughs> of this blog. Because everything has been a disaster so far.
1: Just Afropunk. Do not say that. Okay. Everything's been wonderful. well. We
0: haven't gone anywhere just us together alone. I feel like.
1: Oh, you mean like travel wise? Yeah. It's oh, like girl, it's that's still a whole other That's a whole other thing. We talk about going to Amsterdam, baby, and <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to see me high. No, I'll be the one that's like, internet, we have to go home. This is irresponsible. I'm a mother. You're, you need to be a CEO right now. We have to get together." Like I get crazy paranoid. No, no, thank so.
0: you. So that's our Afropunk story. We will let y'all know how it goes this year. So we looking forward cool. to it. You'll see that Shanti has a very special
1: outfit planned. It's not that special. It's it is just, very special. Don't tell him what it it's is. It's who I really am on the inside.
0: Oh, you can tell him actually because this is going to come out afterwards. Shanti's going as Kung Fu Kenny.
1: I'm not going as Kung Fu Kenny. I'm going as <laughs> yeah. Shaolin Shanti. I got a nice Kung Fu outfit that <laughs> I'm so excited. really who I really am. It's who I want to be. So, yep, that's about it internet's gonna wear a unicorn braid and a crown and wings
0: (laughs) (laughs) the fact that you just said that and it's all true makes me really happy so that's it uh what's the takeaway the takeaway is to create spaces where you feel free enough to get high as fuck or drunk as fuck and still be protected because the people around you got you and you got them
1: you have just heard an Around the Way Curls John. Follow them on Twitter at ATW Curls and Instagram at Around the Curls. We out, out early. <laughs> Very good. All my niggas in the whole wild world made the sun and make it all yours. Turn for us, this shit is for.